Hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Oh boy, today's a good one. Today's also one that can be kind of difficult for people. Of all the nine weapons of hope, it could be the most difficult for some people, for many people, <laughs> because we're talking about control. This weapon of hope is called your release. You know, release it, let go. Now, what are we talking about when we're saying let go? You know, when I think about that, I often think about people just going, let go, live in the moment, be ethereal. You know, that's not a bad way, by the way, not bad advice. But there's a lot more to it than that. First of all, what we all have to realize, come to this reality that we don't like, is that control is an illusion for the most part. And we don't like that, right? We like being in control. It makes us feel powerful. It makes us think we're powerful. Stick with me though, because it's really interesting when certain things occur in your life and you realize how it's exactly the opposite. You're actually more out of control when you're trying to control the wrong things. So really that's the first thing to think about. If you were to take out a piece of paper right now and you were to write, you know, draw a line down the middle and write down on the left all the things you have control over and all the things you don't have control over on the right. I'm pretty darn sure the list on the right would be massive. And the one on the left would have, I think, four things on it. Now, we could probably get technical here, but I'm telling you, this is this is the reality I've come up with. What you can control are your thoughts, right? Your mindset. Your words, what you say, what comes out of your mouth, what you do, your actions, and even your feelings to a large degree. I usually put a little caveat, you know, a little asterisk next to that one because feelings can definitely come out of nowhere. So that one, I, you know, I got a little bit of a caveat on that one, but I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but Mainly, that's what you can control. What can't you control? Well, fill in the blank. You might need a couple pieces of paper. And what's interesting is if you really were to do that, and then you were to go circle all of the things that you're trying to control, probably a lot of circles on there, huh? So even though we don't have control over most things that occur in our life, we not, not direct control, not complete control, we still white-knuckle grip them, right? We're trying to make people say or do things or feel a certain way or think different things about us. Sometimes we're literally trying to control their actions. Often it can even be through codependency. And I, I, for me, it's so funny because I never thought of myself as a codependent person. And I don't, I've, I've heard the term. I'd heard it in relation to people who had loved ones, I think mainly in alcoholism when I first heard about it. But you know, that wasn't me. You know, I don't have to try to please people. Well, gosh, turned out that I was full on codependent when Jamie moved into her addiction. I was a codependent enabler without question. And then when I really started to understand this more, I went back and started thinking a little bit more about my childhood and realized that I'd really been conditioned to be codependent from a very, very young age. Not from anyone trying to do it to me, but just because of circumstances. And, you know, my poor mother was so young when she had all three of us and she was, 
distraught over her situation she found herself in. And, you know, she did her best to do keep us safe and provide for us you know, very best she possibly could. And she went without and, and all sorts of stuff. But, but her emotional state was not healthy or strong. And so in a lot of ways, I felt like I was the parent, even though I was very, very young. And I'm not talking about the parent as far as taking care of the house or anything like that. I mean, I, I did actually did do cleaning and stuff when I was as young as seven years old, but I'm talking about emotionally. It, it kind of, it was almost like I was conditioned in that way. And so in a way, I, I can see that now. I can recognize my codependent tendencies. Um, and I think a lot of women especially are like that. We're kind of more the pleasers. And, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the mom. We've been conditioned to put everyone first and us last. And so, you know, a lot of us really can find ourselves in that situation. And it doesn't have to do with addiction. It doesn't have to have to do with addiction, I should say. It can be for many other reasons. Many people find themselves in codependent relationships. And so what's interesting about that is, even though in a codependent relationship, it can seem like the other person is controlling us, we're also doing some controlling too, aren't we? So when Jamie would come running and need to be bailed out of a situation, mostly financially, I would bail her out. It was my way of controlling her ride on the roller coaster from hell. I didn't want her to get so low that that she would feel depressed and want to take her life. I mean, she never said anything about that, but th those thoughts crossed my mind. I didn't want her to think no one believed in her, so I kept forking out the money I didn't have for her. And um, it was also a way of me saying, well, at least I know she'll have a roof over her head. At least I know she'll have food. At least I know she'll have fill in the blanks. So it was really my way of trying to control her addiction. And you know what? Here's the thing. I never had control over it, not for a minute. I just thought I did. So this illusion of control can, can happen in other forms too. How about perfectionism? That's a big one. And you might not even think of yourself as a perfectionist, but if you really got down to start thinking about it, do we try to control the outcome of even a social engagement? You know, you put on a party or something, you want things to go just so, or you're hoping so-and-so will say this or not say that, or, you know, things will happen this way or that way. And then, you know, imperfect people show up and all your plans go awry right? So perfectionism is really a trap. The, the real control, I know this is going to sound really weird. That's why I disrupt things. The real control is in letting go. Because in letting go, you really begin to be able to control the things you can control. When you stop hanging on to duct taping yourself to things you never had control over in the first place. It doesn't mean you stop caring. It doesn't mean, you know, say in the case of my daughter, when I stopped my codependency, I didn't stop caring for her. I didn't stop loving her at all. I always told her I'd stand with her every single time she chose life. I just stopped trying to control something I had zero chance of controlling. Now let's talk about feelings again. Because remember I say you can control your what you say, what you do, and what you think. What about feelings? I added the fourth thing. Remember I had feelings. The little caveat is, have you ever just smelled something and instantly you're transported back? That's happened to me on a walk. It's happened to me in different situations. And all of a sudden I'm in my Nana's kitchen. Boom. And I can't even really identify necessarily what it was. 
Do you know that I can still smell certain foods that she made and instantly I have a warm feeling, right? It's a feeling. I didn't say, hey, I think I'm going to go feel this. That's not what I'm talking about with controlling feelings, by the way. And it just, it came. There are times when the hole in my heart aches so deeply that the feelings just come out of nowhere. These feelings of of despair and why did Jamie have to leave me and I miss her so much and how is it that I can never see her again and you know on and on the feelings are overwhelming and it wasn't because I was thinking about her it's just kind of like they come out of nowhere so I want to recognize that with you that feelings can come out of nowhere I get that a song is playing and suddenly you're transported back in time I do recognize that feelings can come out of nowhere but even when they do Here's the deal. You can control what happens after. So before I get into that, most feelings don't come like that, though. Most feelings come from our thoughts. I'm thinking about this, so I feel that, right? I'm thinking about how unfair life is, so I feel like a victim. I am thinking about this person that betrayed me, and I'm so mad, and on and on. It's kind of like thought and feeling. Recognizing that sometimes feelings come out of nowhere, the bottom line is, is however the feelings got there, we still can control them. I'm not saying you control them in the way you go, I'm not going to feel that way anymore. I don't feel sad. That's it. No. Allow yourself to feel whatever feeling is happening, but give it a short period of time. If it's not a feeling that serves you, if it's a feeling that's going to head you back into the pity party, if it's a feeling that's going to not help you overcome shame and guilt, if it's going to continue your bad attitude, you know what I'm talking about. Those are the kind of feelings we can say, whoa, whoa, whoa. feelings aren't always the truth. What's going on here? I'm feeling guilty. Wait a minute. Let me just think about this for a minute. You can actually think your way through to a different feeling. So we even do have control over our feelings for the most part. I think that One of the things that keeps us really stuck, that we hang on to, is the past. And sometimes we have to leave the past behind. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I want to relive the past. My goodness, sometimes there are so many good memories or a story I want to tell or a fun time. What is better than that, right? Next best thing to being there is taking that little trip down memory lane. But often when we take a trip down memory lane, We're taking it with those three awful, awful people, coulda, shoulda, and woulda. I know they're not really people. (laughs) They're your own self-talk, but it's that what I could have done, what I should have done, what I would have done, you know, and, and it's just basically regrets. Or reliving the trauma. Living in the past, reliving it, how that person hurt you, that person left you. This situation happened. This was unfair recognize it. Sure. All that happened. I'm not saying not to recognize it, but sometimes we just got to leave the past behind or we can't live in the present and we can't be hopeful for the future. We're stuck in those negative past situations. One thing that'll help you a lot, and this is part of this weapon of hope called your release, is to start using the F word. And I've probably done whole podcasts on the F word. I'm sure I have. The F word, it's not that F word, my friend. It's your, it's forgiveness. And you know, it's so funny because there were times I remember when I'm going through my stuff and, and people would go, you just have to forgive. And I think buzz off easy for you to say, 
you know, this hasn't happened to you. You haven't been through that. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't want to forgive that person. They don't deserve it. That's the biggest one, right? They don't deserve it. Well, nobody deserves forgiveness, right? I mean, we're, we're all doing things on a daily basis that we probably shouldn't be forgiven for. Thank you, God, that you are willing to forgive us. But we have to start forgiving everyone for everything. And probably the one you need to forgive the most is that one that hurts you the most. You know, and just like when I tell people that I have forgiven this guy that killed my daughter, well, I don't like him. I don't want him in my world. I want him to rot in prison. Don't get me wrong. I'm outraged over what he did, but I don't carry him around with me. I don't think about him. I know his picture isn't in my brain all the time. I've forgiven him for what he did for me, and I did it for me. I did it for my husband. I did it for my son. I did it for Jamie's memory. I did it for all of you. I don't want him having control over me, that negative control. So I released it. I let it go. I try to forgive everyone for everything and it's freeing. But here's the thing, probably, possibly, the person you are going to have the most difficult time forgiving could be yourself. And I don't know why that is. It's really weird. When I finally forgave Jamie for all the garbage she put me through, and she was still lost in the belly of her beast and all that, when I finally forgave her, it allowed me to just love her right where she was. I didn't let her, by the way, I did not live in the chaos. I did not allow the danger in my life. It wasn't that. I just let it go. I let her go. And I'm not saying it was easy. It ripped me to shreds, but it was also very freeing. And, but, but when I did that and I forgave her, I still hadn't forgiven myself. I'm still picking through that list of the things I did wrong that caused her addiction, right? I'm still reliving all these little moments, these little tidbit moments, you know, that had to be the reason or some decision I made. I had a much harder time. I had an easier time, I should say, I had an easier time pointing the finger at myself than at the person who was causing me the anguish. And so that's what I'm saying. You might be doing too. You might be carrying around guilt that's not even your guilt. And I am not 100% sure why we do it, but I think a lot of times when it has to do with our loved one is because if we do that, we're kind of giving them a break. We're kind of, you know, holding them up somehow. We think we're somehow supporting them by carrying around their guilt. Yeah, doesn't help. They're probably carrying around their guilt anyway, too. So it, it's not helping anybody. So you have to give yourself a pardon on this and just forgive yourself. And, and if there's something you've done, you know, for whatever reason, we've all done things. I've done tons of things I'm not proud of, but I've had to forgive myself for them. I mean, I can't go back and change it. You can't go back into the past and undo it. Gosh, wouldn't that be nice? You can't undo it. Here's the good news though. Most people are, what have you done for me lately kind of people. So when we, when we forgive and we move on and we change and become something different, people tend to forget what you've done. And even if they don't, you know, that's on them. So I just say, you know, use the F word on everybody and everything. And, you know, and then the things that, that don't make sense, you know, there's something that's happened in your life that just, it's ugh, just aggravating. You don't understand how this happened. I considered my daughter's addiction one of those things and the people she was hanging out with. My gosh, I'm still befuddled by this. So I decided to start sticking things I don't understand. I'm never going to fully understand in this file. And the file is kind of in my brain. <laughs> 
and it's called the something don't some things don't make sense file. I think sometimes we just have to do that. We have to go, I don't know. You know, let me put it over here and file it away because otherwise it's going to rip us apart. It's going to drive us loony. Sometimes we just have to say, I don't know. I have no idea why this happened. It makes absolutely no sense. Instead of beating my head against the wall, I'm going to park that thing right over there in the some things don't make sense file. I really, really encourage you to release as much as you possibly can. Let go of these things that you've never had control over in the first place so that you can free up your energy, your time, your mindset, everything. You can free it up to focus on the things that you can control. Whatever's spinning around you, maybe you just... There's nothing you can do about it. And it's really, really hard on you. Just shift your focus to your thoughts, your words, your actions, your feelings. And I'm not saying become an island and stop caring about other people. That's not what this is about. And that's why it's really important to use all of the nine weapons of hope because you understand all the different aspects. So when you get to your oxygen mask and I go, put yourself first and you go, wait a minute, what about legacy? I thought we were supposed to be here to serve other people. It's all a, a part of the puzzle. Let go of those things you can't control. Release it. it. It will be probably one of the most freeing things you ever do. Not probably, it will. At least it was for me, and I hear that from other people. When we stop trying to control things we can't, it's when we become the most in control we've ever been. That's your release, my friend. I hope you found a little nugget there from my, my nine weapons of hope. And I hope that you also will be on, get on my newsletter, my newsletter at ValerieSilvera.com and join me and make sure that you link arms and you stay connected and, and I'll give you some inspiration and also keep you updated on different things we have going on because we've got a lot of, lot of plans for the future. And also feel free to join my private community it's at traumadisruptors.com. I'd love to have you there. It's a different kind of community, and I'm really happy about that. I think it's time for us to have a different kind of community than normal, regular social media, which can be great, but for this purpose, I think that we found a much better solution. So hope to see you there. You can always find everything at ValerieSilvera.com. In the meantime, never, ever forget that your story matters. So you need to start living it courageously and your release will be so much a part of that. Be sure to link arms with me at ValerieSilvera.com. You can find free resources, the nine weapons of hope, our trauma disruptors community, and my newsletter. You're not alone and we shouldn't try to do this alone. Let's stand together shoulder to shoulder. Let's disrupt trauma for good. This is your time. It's your moment. I'm standing right there with you. 